Hey, welcome back to the Go Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Gabriel Again, I'm here with Jason Todd, which is actually an incredibly successful and um, interesting fellow. So we're going to talk to him, but I just wanted to read off some of the stuff that he's been doing real quick. Founder, CEO of Thinker Ventures, uh, a business development company. Founder, CEO of e-commerce. Uh, co-founder of, and CEO of uh, an HVAC distributor, distributorship, founder of a CrossFit gym. I mean, the, the list is like this long. Uh, and I, I'm really excited to talk to you, uh, Jason. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, it's, your list goes on and on. And um, have you always been an entrepreneurial? Did you start off as that, that kid selling candy kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, the first maybe entrepreneurial thing that I did was I wrote a self, a self-taught programmer, Unwind the Clock, down to about fourth or fifth grade. Uh, before they had programming in schools, I taught myself how to program. And a good friend of mine uh, and I uh, embarked on a journey where he would raise fish in his pond and I would write software. So I wrote a point of sale system actually on an old IBM, I think 286 or something like that computer back in the day. Oh my God. Uh, to to do point of sale for my friend's pond, which is silly looking back on it because you know it never went anywhere. But uh, yeah, very entrepreneurial right from the get go. So, do you remember the Oregon Trail? Oh, for sure, hundred <laughs> percent. Played it all the time. <laughs> okay, good. I wrote my um, own games as well back in that you know that that time frame. Yeah. Um, what uh, I mean. I'm not even exaggerating, you know, for the viewers and listeners, the list of the things you've done uh, is so long. What drives you to, to do this? You know, I, I think most entrepreneurs wish they could be like you. What drives you to be this way? Perpetual curiosity. And I think at one point in time, I told my dad, because uh, he was kind of remarking on the same thing. I told him that I planned to wear the sh- soles off my shoes uh, in this race of life. Mm-hmm. So perpetual curiosity, you're just, you, so you look into, let's say a new industry like uh, metaverse or NFTs. I mean, if that even interests you, I'm just throwing it out there because it's like a new thing, you know? It, <laughs> yep. So like, let's say when NFTs started becoming a thing, did that pique your interest at all? Or is it, are you more in a different direction? It peak, Everything piques my interest to some degree, whether mm-hmm. I plan to pursue it or not is, who knows, it, it, it kind of depends on the the idea of perpetual. I guess the baseline of perpetual curiosity yeah. is uh, as as you remark. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff that I've done, a lot of things I've been involved in, some things that have highly interested me, and some things that have just been passing uh, fads. I guess right. Yeah. Uh, and by virtue of my personality, nature and nurture, right? Part of my personality is that I will. Uh, become a semi-expert in a particular topic, and then and then I'll combine that uh, that knowledge into a greater scope of how that might serve me or other people. And that that has led me to be highly successful in some ways, and it's also you know a curse perhaps in other ways. Uh, but all in all, it's brought me to this place, and I've had a I've had a good life so far. Yeah, seems like it. Well, uh, that's awesome, man. I, I think it's really cool how you just go after what 
what you want to do. Like most people just don't, you know, they, um, they wish they want, they, but they just don't. Do you, have you ever done anything, any kind of health related, like medical field, um, medicine ish, their, uh, mental health, any kind of ventures in that area? Yeah, I'm actually an advisor and chief operations officer or chief technology officer right now for a thing called Sherapy. Sherapy mm-hmm. are virtual and local uh, or face-to-face community groups designed to help members make a more meaningful impact in the communities they live, work, and play. So we develop deep roots, deep relationships, and uh, build a strong network to be able to you know, be better people. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really awesome. And is that pretty new or has it been going? It's been going on for maybe a year and a half or so. Okay. And where do you see the future of this venture? Sure. Sure. We've made it through beta phase where we tested out the concept and its efficacy for the membership. And now we've been expanding it. We've also had uh, some fun with some local events out in the New Jersey area, raising money for some uh, health, mental health related organizations. Wow. That's very cool. Yeah, I was asking because I've had a few, just by coincidence, I guess, people who are more, uh, had a guy on the show recently with OCD. So he's kind of a, mm-hmm. a coach slash, you know, um, what would you call it? A advocate, right, for OCD. I mean, like this guy, like it's real, <laughs> real OCD. It's not funny, but it's because, uh, you know, we throw that word around all the time. I do. You know, I say, yeah. I'm OCD about this and that. But, um, so, and then... Uh, another... Well, there's, there's debilitating OCD and then there's the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, exactly. Any new ventures coming up anytime soon that you're working on? <laughs> I always have new ventures. Uh, nothing, I can, nothing I can announce just yet. I wrote a book recently called oh, What okay. Could Be. Okay. Uh, so it's What Could Be, Creating a Life of Meaning and Purpose. It's available on Amazon. And it explores the... I mean, if you want to talk about it in terms of mental health, but it explores how do we get through dark times, mm-hmm. um, you know, the inevitable dark times that hit each of us or, in, or have hit each of us uh, and pursue meaning and purpose beyond that dark time on sort of an eternal scale uh, while also getting up in the morning and doing something instead of being set back by depression or, um, you know, pain. Yeah. So like Mel Robbins says, five, four, three, two, one, go. And right. I mean, that sounds great, but it doesn't work for everyone. What, like when you're talking about being in dark times and not letting depression get the best of you in the morning, right? Like just to start the day off, what are your thoughts on, on that? I think it's important to stay connected to other people because when, when we are weak individually, we need somebody else who's not weak and we are surrounded by, we are surrounded by that type of network if we choose to be. Uh, the, the person who chooses to be an island will eventually be destroyed. Uh, so don't, don't be an island, stay connected to other people. I, I, at one point in time, had a very great friend who showed up at just the right time. I was struggling with all sorts of stuff. And despite, you know, being highly successful in some areas does not mean I'm an absolute wreck in others. And so (laughs) there was a time when I just couldn't get my butt up out of bed. And, and he said, uh, Jace, I want you to go. Uh, drink. I want you to drink a, a glass of water. And I said, okay. He said, now I want you to go for a mile run and you call me when you're done. Okay. Now I want you to drink another glass of water. Okay. What's one thing you can get done for work today? Okay. 
how long is that going to take you? All right. You call me when that's done. And I, he, I made it through an entire day with his coaching, just showing up to, you know, kind of prod, uh, yeah. prod me because otherwise, um, otherwise we, I I'll speak for myself. I'm prone to get into those moods where, uh, I get lost and wonder if anything is worth, <laughs> worth doing anyhow. Uh, and the truth yeah. of it is it's very worth doing. It's actually worth, worth going through a time like that because it emphasizes how interdependent that we are and also coaches each of us who are you know, perhaps like your listeners, if they're, if they're anything like me, I'm prone to be able to go off and do the thing that I want to do. And I might, and odds are I'll be good at it. Uh, but that, that tendency or that ability uh, pushes me to do things alone rather than with other people. And so I need to learn part of my Achilles heel or, or the thing that I need to work on is being able to rely on people and trust people and, and uh, trust their encouragement. And that's, mm -hmm. that I think is an important, important aspect of being even highly successful. Yeah. Do you think that is, I, I was thinking about the word delegation. Do you, would you say counting on others relying is it in both directions as far as like people who you work for you, right? Or like I get employees or mentors, like, you know, there's two directions, your teachers or your students, would you say you find it difficult in both or just one or the other? Uh, that's a good question. I think it's different looking each direction, right? Mm -hmm. So as, as a leader, it's diff the, what your team does not want to hear is that you don't know what the hell's going on. Your team does not want that. Your team wants stability and that, and they, and you deserve, they deserve to get stability from you, which means you have to go to peers and you have to go to advisors, people who it, uh, look at it this way. If there are people who are following you, don't turn back and say, I don't know where we're going. Yeah. They don't know either. Kind of like Forrest right? Gump. Right. Instead, look to the, look to the right and left or look ahead of you and find out somebody who's been there before. That is really key. Uh, and particularly as a, as a successful entrepreneur, we are prone sometimes, I'll speak for myself, I am prone sometimes to believe that I can do it, having never done it before. Mm -hmm. I'll take that mountain. <laughs> and and I'm, I, have, I have a uh, entrepreneurs, I think they talk about this, the, the term, if I can remember the, the, the word, um, ignorant, ignorant optimism. An entrepreneur has to have ignorant optimism because there's absolutely no way. If you knew the pain and struggle that you have to go through to get your dream, there's no way you'd do it. So you have this ignorant optimism, like, yeah, I'm going to do that, and it keeps you, it keeps it keeps me going, right? But uh, to make to make fewer errors and be more successful, go go work with other people who've done it before, who know the path. Stop bushwhacking. Uh, it's better for all the people who are following you, and it's certainly better for yourself and, and all the people that you love. Yeah. Wow. Well said. That was really good. Uh, I had a mentor a long time ago. He was like the number one guy in uh, farm, uh, farmer's insurance, and then he started his own insurance, and he would say, you got to have ignorance on fire, man. You got to have ignorance on, or you got to be, you got to beat ignorance on fire, right? He would just give us the training and set us off and go <laughs> and go talk right. to people. You know, but and circling back to you know the concept before, if I've got this intense curiosity that just never lets go, if I yeah. if, if you couple that with ignorant optimism, right? I'm going to go blaze a trail. I'm going to learn all about it because I'm super curious to figure yeah. it out. That has to be balanced with not everything needs to be rehashed. <laughs> There's just some ways to do things. 
Yeah. What would you tell people who are uh, chronically stuck? Like they do great for a week or two or three, and then they have those days or weeks where they're literally, we'll say, I'm talking about coaching clients that I've had that uh, they're just like, I'm, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm not motivated. And, but these people, when you break down the conversation, they're doing great. Like they're actually, they'll start the call, the session with, I don't know what's going on. Nothing's happening, you know? And like, okay, let's just, let's talk about what is happening and we'll go from there. And then they start rattling off all this activity and they're actually doing great, but they think they're not, they're panicking. What, what are your thoughts on that? I have a couple of thoughts. One is I would ask, well, funda fundamentally, if you want better answers, ask better questions. So the first thing I would ask is, is this a problem to be resolved or just something to be managed? Too often, our Western culture, we want to, we want to resolve all problems. We want a life of ease. We want decisions to be easy. We want work to be easy. We want the yeah. process to be easy. We're always pushing for easy. In, and, and so we are solving problems that we don't even have. Yes. Right. You, I mean, we, you talked about, you know, like, you know, we, you talked at one point in time, you know, had somebody on here who was talking about OCD. Um, there's debilitating OCD. And then, you know, there's the rest of us who it's like, I just want things the way I want them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I want things the way I want them. Who cares? Right. Uh, it, so, you know, I, I like coffee and today I had a bit of coffee, right? So I'm feeling a little burp, 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 punchy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, years ago, years ago, I had staff sitting in a big office and, and I would have way too much coffee. I'd sit there and program and I'd walk out, go talk to somebody. And eventually people were getting pretty annoyed with me. And I had a, I had a good friend who, who worked as well. And he's like, Hey, Jason wow, you are just on fire today. And I was like, what are you talking about? And it took his outside awareness to enlighten me that I really needed to tone down my coffee usage around people or just inform the office, hey, I've got a lot of stuff that I need to get done. Coffee's really helping me. So I'm gonna close my door just so I don't annoy you all. I'm not going anywhere. But I need to I need to develop a bit of separation because I'm I know that I'm going to annoy you guys and I don't mean to I just want to get my stuff done. It's a, just a it's a thing to be managed, right? Yeah. Is it going to get solved? No, it's not. It's just something to be managed. So I think I, for for people who are in who who are entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurial the 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 root of an entrepreneur is not starting a business. The root of an entrepreneur is solving a problem and we become really good at solving problems stop trying to solve problems that don't exist yeah yeah i can see where i've done that too i have to turn off the coach right i have because people can't tell me anything without me trying to solve it and i i've because it's been a long time since i have but i've become self-aware of it and uh, i try not to i still do it sometimes or i definitely am doing it in my head and I'm not able to focus on what's happening because in my head, I'm like, I'm discussing the problem and, you know, going through all that. But on, on, on that note, you're, you, you seem like a very self-aware person, which I feel like I am. And I surround myself with people who are, I have a small circle 
and I think our conversations are very much like what you're just talking about, you know, like, hey guys, uh, this, that, and that today, so I just want to warn you guys, or whatever, but have you always been that way, or do you think it's something you developed over the years? Self-awareness? Yeah. I have always desired to be self-aware. I have not always had the circumstances uh, that have have enabled me to break through to new levels of self-awareness. And I think that's a bit of an age thing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm pushing 45 now. Uh, so I'll be 45 in three months. If anybody wants to get me any gifts, I'll happily accept them. But, but the it's actually it talks it talks about in my book this there's a there's a I think second chapter or something like that says the dark the title is the dark wave of despair. Sometimes we need really challenging circumstances to come into our lives to just blast away all the things that were that we're we're not solid, Uh, and it's those types of things that we we. see them as awareness but it's just a facade there's nothing solid to it Mm -hmm. uh and so i am i'm more highly self-aware now because i'm willing because i'm able to express it and because i'm able to express it uh some of the things that i would have run away from before i they don't the uh i don't run away from those things and so they don't control the narrative right yeah um and and because they don't control the narrative, I can I can see myself better because I'm willing to just look at I'm just willing to look at what's there yeah. and just tell you this is what's there. Uh, and and actually that's you know on my website that that page that lists out a lot of the stuff I've done and all my media appearances and that type of stuff. It took a, it was a Herculean effort four years ago something like that to put that website out there. And say, here's all the things that I've done, because I didn't want to be seen as better than, because now I feel like I'm not going to be accepted by maybe some of my own peers or something like that, or friends or family or whatever it is, which is all nonsense. It's a facade. It was just, a, it was an, un, you know, an un, the fear is based in nothing. Um, but being able to put that out there or writing a book, like I, I was terrified to write a book and put it out there. Why? Because I don't want you to judge me. Um, well, I'm willing to be wrong too. I'm willing to change. And, uh, and I think, so being able to break through some of those barriers, being able to give voice to some of the things that, that I, you know, was, was unwilling to give voice to before has, um, has opened up my awareness. And that has also encouraged me or allowed me to put other people around me who see me and can speak into my life uh, and see, and I, and, and I see and accept that there are things that I don't, that I'm entirely convinced of, but very wrong about. But when you tell me, I become aware of those things. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was, you know, thank you for the new perspective, and that um, that leads to 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 more solid that, awareness as well. Yeah, absolutely. I was just gonna say, I think that's a the big difference with people who grow uh, consistently is that when they get feedback, whether it's negative, positive feedback, criticism, whatever, they answer like you. They go, you know what? Thank you. I appreciate. Your, your, your feedback <clears throat> and they work on doing it better or different or you know pivoting and others who don't grow just get upset or defensive or you know whatever and it's usually 
either way, whether it's somebody telling you in a rude manner or whatever, or telling you nicely, either way, you're getting the feedback. And if you're not taking that feedback and doing something with it, that's on you. That's right. So yep. tell us a little bit about your book and then we'll wrap it up. Oh, sure. My book, it's just freshly, freshly minted. Uh, it took me about 12 weeks to write and then a little bit longer to publish. And uh, it's called What Could Be Creating a Life of Meaning and Purpose. It's available on Amazon. It walks people through the, the framework, a primer, let's say, on using dark times, coming through those and making a plan for meaning and purpose in the future. Uh, so I, I, it leaves people with hope. It also leaves people with a feeling that you're not alone. And then also encourages people to think about their lives as um, as a as a journey, right? Enjoying the journey, having a long-term perspective, uh, perhaps an eternal perspective on your own existence. Uh, and it's vitally important that you're here and it's vitally important to go about the business of trying to figure out why and going and doing all the great things that you want to do and uh, give yourself a break. You're going to screw it up and that's okay. That's right. I think everybody needs to... Uh, that last message you said it, you might screw it up and that's okay you know I, mo I coach mostly people within the real estate industry and I always tell them you know you can't break real estate even if you do something wrong you can go back and fix it tomorrow nothing's nothing else is going to break right so that's a good message uh, if they want to buy a copy or audiobook um, where do they find it yeah you you can go to my website therealjtodd.com mm -hmm. all the links are there uh, or you can search for it. What could be Jason Todd on Amazon? Very good, very good. Well, Jason Todd, it's been a pleasure. We'll wrap it up now. Um, but God, you're such an interesting guy, and I uh, congratulate you on your success and keep going. You know, people like you make the world go round, and I think we need more people like you that are just doers and go getters and self-aware you're you're a very relatable person i think to the majority of the public where i i personally feel when somebody seems like they're totally perfect you know and, and everything is perfect in their life you kind of can't relate to them you know it's it's hard to to i don't know i guess for their material to resonate with you or their words and uh i like how you come out and you're just like hey look this is me i've been through hard times i like that story about your friend who uh helped you through, right? Drink some water, go for a run. Okay, drink some water. That was, that was really good, so. Um, well, there's a reason, there's a reason, I'll leave it this, there's a reason the antiques are valuable. And it's not because they're perfect, it's because they've had a journey. And the journey has left them beat up and marred, and they are more valuable for that. It's, the Japanese, I think, have a term for this called kintsugi. And it is, uh, they take China, and they shatter the China, and then they put it back together, with gold leaf between all the cracks and it becomes and the the whole the whole principle is it is more beautiful more valuable for having been broken and put back together wow. and i think we as people are much the same more beautiful for being broken 100 percent. i so i can go on and on about that but that's that's a very good point i i know some people recently that have gone through rough times um and yeah, they, they come out such a better person. Like they find themselves and they just bring out the best in them. And uh, that's a good thing. So thank you very much for the message, Jason Todd. So we'll wrap it up. And everyone, thank you all so much.
go to his website. It is the the real J Todd with two D's.com. The real J Todd.com. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Signing off. 